and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, October 8th, 2020. I'm Andrew Hansen, joined by Sugar Shane Caldwell. And Shane, it's an exciting time here. It's high noon on the East Coast on Thursday of week five. We're ready to get back after it here with the NFL and an exciting Thursday night game. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. How are you feeling about this Thursday night action? Yeah, this is feeling like a, a tough defensive battle to me. I'm impressed with both of these defenses, you know, against the run and the pass. They put a lot of pressure on you and they have a lot of talent here. And we got some solid offensive players here. But, man, I think the defense is really going to set the tone here. So it's going to it's going to be a matter of who can exploit those uh, some of the mismatches and, and, and call the best game because this is not going to be easy for either of these offenses against these tough defenses here. So it's it's going to be interesting. And we'll see how Nick Foles can do. Uh, you know, he's at home, but Tampa Bay is pretty, pretty tough as well. And we'll see Nick, Nick Foles, how he does in his second uh, game back here. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Tampa has a strong defense against the run and the Bears have a strong defense. They're only giving up 20.3 points per game. But we do have Tom Brady coming to town after eight touchdown passes in the last two weeks. So one of my uh, questions for you was going to be, you know, if he's averaging four touchdown passes in the last two weeks, you taking the over or, or the under on that. I'm going to guess you're going with the under on that. Definitely under. Uh, what happened last week is, uh, uh, you know, uh, oh, Herper from uh, the Chargers was on fire, man. He was torching them. And uh, Tampa Bay got down pretty big in that game, which is a surprise to most people. Uh, so I don't think people expected that. So Tampa Bay was was playing from behind and they, they let, had, Brady had to let it loose and, and throw a lot more. And he really got hot in the second half um, where. I, I don't predict this game to be that way. I think Tampa Bay is going to have the lead most of the game and control it. And I think Tampa Bay actually wants to run the ball. So we'll talk We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, so I don't think Tom Brady is going to be airing it out as much. I think he'll get his. Uh, Tom Brady looked really good last week. But uh, it, I don't think he's going to have to have as much pass volume here, which isn't going to produce as much for fantasy stats. Yeah, last week he ended up with five touchdowns. Uh, vintage Tom Brady performance it shows he's still got it. But I agree, certainly expecting lower score than the 69-point total with, with the Chargers last week. And uh, speaking of the total, let's jump right into the lines here, uh, courtesy of our partners at betus.com.pa. Love everything they do. Appreciate their support. Uh, go there for all your sports wagering and casino needs. Uh, and Shane, the betus.com.pa line for tonight's action, we've got Tampa Bay favored on the road by three and a half and the over under set at 44 and a half. Now, do you have uh, any you know strong feeling either way there on the line or the total? Yeah, I definitely would take Tampa Bay here. I would definitely uh, bet them to, you know, to definitely cover that line uh, there. I think Tampa Bay is going to win this game pretty easily. So I, I feel good about them. Okay, well, let's let's start with Tampa Bay then. Uh, we'll start with the road team here. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I'm remembering many years ago, I actually got to see Tom Brady play against the Bears in the Chicago area. It wasn't at Soldier Field, actually. It was at the University of Illinois, uh, thanks to my, my buddy in town, Steve, a longtime Bears season ticket holder. I've had the pleasure of uh, going to a couple games out there with him. And a lot of fun to watch the Bears uh, out there in, in the Midwest. But this one is going to be under the lights at Soldier Field. And Tom Brady back, of course, in the new uniform. So uh, very different setting. But again, he's coming in here hot. 
And uh, let, let's start with him. Let's start with the passing attack. We know we've got some major injuries on the Tampa Bay side. So let's get you caught up there. We've got Chris Godwin out, Justin Watson out. And then, of course, last week, O.J. Howard hurt the Achilles, so he's out. And then with the running backs as well, LaShawn McCoy out, Leonard Fournette doubtful. We're not expecting him to play. Kenyon Barner out. So there's six position players right there that were either out or doubtful and not expecting to play. So uh, guys are going to have to step up and, and get more touches. So talk to me about this Tampa Bay passing game with all these injuries. Yeah, I think they're still going to be fine. I think it's next man up for Tom Brady. You know, he's he's a great leader, hypes up these guys. So, uh, you know, we'll talk about some of these uh, sleepers for uh, for Tampa Bay that might pop up because of that. But, yeah, Mike Evans is questionable with an ankle injury. Some people might be worried about him because he did not practice this week. But I think he literally was just resting his ankle, and he's just going to go out there and give it a full go. Uh, he went out of the game after he caught a touchdown, kind of rolled his ankle up underneath him. But he, he came back in the game after that, which to me is a good sign that it wasn't a major, like a high ankle sprain or anything like that. So I think Mike Evans is a full go here. And I don't, I don't, uh, I, you know, I think that he has a huge size mismatch against these smaller cor cornerbacks for the Chicago Bears defense. So they're going to probably try to double team and bracket him. But Mike Evans looked really good, his connection with Tom Brady. So I look for him to, to have a great game here. Scotty Miller's also has a hip injury. Uh, but Scotty Miller, I think, is going to play. And he looks really good as well. Well, you know, I think we were talking about we played him, I think, was it like week two? And he finally had his breakout last week, had a pretty solid game there. So he looks pretty good. So I look for him to get quite a bit of run as long as he can stay on the field and be healthy. He had a hip injury, so that's a little concerning. Um, and then Gronk, Gronk looks pretty good, too. He's going to obviously get even more targets with O.J. Howard out. Um, and obviously Gronk is getting by far the most snaps at tight end. So I think they're going to rekindle that connection with Tom Brady and Gronk in this one. So I look for Gronk to have a solid game. Uh, besides Mike Evans, he's the number one red zone target, which is good. And then uh, the, the sleeper here for Tampa Bay, uh, before we talk about the running game, would be uh, Tyler Johnson. He's a rookie wide receiver uh, out of uh, Minnesota. And he did. He pretty much broke all the records at uh, Minnesota, you know, uh, for receiving receiving records. He's really good there. I looked up his, some of his stats because he hasn't really played much this year. Um, he was injured during training camp, so he's kind of a late bloomer in his offense. But I think he's going to be a full go and a starting wide receiver. And I think he can produce here and come out of nowhere. Uh, last year in the Outback Bowl for Minnesota, they played Auburn, which is an SEC team. Team, and he put up a stat line of 12 catches for 204 yards and two touchdowns. So you know the guy has talent and potential here. I know that was in college, but it was still against SEC opponent, SEC opponent at Minnesota here. So I like Tyler Johnson, his talent. He's not he dropped to the fifth round in the draft because he's not like a speed burner type guy, but he's just a solid, you know, uh, solid receiver overall. He's a really hardworking guy. So I like him. So I could see him coming out of nowhere and having a good game here as well if Tampa Bay needs to pass. The only problem is I don't know if there's going to be a ton of volume here. Um, but if they're trying to double team Mike Evans, that frees things up for guys like Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson and then of course Gronk as well. So that's kind of what I'm looking at for the Tampa Bay passing attack here. Yeah, so um, I like that breakdown. A uh, nice profile of, of Tyler Johnson. You know, the there's I've sort of got conflicting feelings on him. One thing is I love his price. He's only two hundred dollars on DraftKings. Mm -hmm. He's one of those guys that just fell through the cracks with the pricing because of the injuries, and he obviously has a chance to really pay off that price tag with uh, you know all of a sudden getting some targets here. 
the thing I don't like is the injury injury that you meant you mentioned, you know, in, in preseason. So he hasn't obviously had as much time in terms of reps with Tom Brady. Uh, hasn't had a chance to build up that chemistry and trust like Brady has with all those other guys. Um, so that's the issue there. Scotty Miller, you mentioned, you know, last week, five catches for 83 and a touchdown. You know, that's a really good uh, backdrop here to head into this primetime matchup. Uh, Gronk, as you mentioned, uh, a lifetime of chemistry with him. So th- that's a good pairing you could you could put together. And then Cameron Brait, I'm a little bit more interested on DraftKings because with all the injuries to the wide receivers, I do think you'll get some 12 personnel and you know Gronk's going to get, I think, the majority of the targets. But Brait could step up. He scored a touchdown last week. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets in the end zone, uh, gets three or four catches. So he could pay off that price tag on DraftKings. Uh, the running backs, Shane, for for Tampa Bay, uh, not a great matchup. Chicago, solid run D. They held Jonathan Taylor to four yards per carry last week. They're giving up an average of 115 yards per game on the ground. Um, but it is a volume opportunity for your boy, Ronald Jones, because of everybody who's out. And last week he had 20 carries. He caught six balls. Uh, looks like Keyshawn Vaughn will be the primary backup. He got five touches last week, got in the end zone on the – touchdown reception so uh, are you interested in playing either of those guys tonight yeah I think I'm interested in both of them Uh, obviously Ronald Jones he should be getting 60 to 70 percent of snap share Um, and like I said I think Tampa Bay wants to run the ball uh, more than they did last week even more even though they did run run quite a bit once they finally got the lead but they were playing from behind so Tampa Bay, I'm very impressed with their offensive line. I mean, they're great for they're great for pass protection, which is critical with with Brady because he's not that mobile. He's a pure pocket passer, but they're really good at uh, run blocking as well. So I'm impressed with Tampa Bay's offensive line and their scheme in their running game. I think it's really good. And Ronald Jones is kind of a big, you know, he's kind of an upright, awkward runner, but he's 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 you know he's fast and explosive, uh, you know, and he can break some tackles. So. I really like Ronald Jones here. I think he's in a good, he's a good spot. You know, obviously Chicago's defense is tough, but because I think that the Tampa Bay offensive line is so dominant at run blocking, they'll be able to create a little space for Ronald Jones, and he looks really good. He was getting a lot of checkdowns from Brady in the pass game, so that's encouraging. He did drop a couple balls, which is isn't encouraging and that's kind of what he's known for but they kept going back to him so uh and they want to get him the ball in space because he is explosive uh he's he's really fast and he's a big playmaker so i thought ronald jones looked great and he did produce uh he's pretty cheap price here Keyshawn vaughn i could see getting more run and maybe getting up there 35 to 40 percent snap share this this week uh which is be his highest production so we uh, we have no we don't have to worry about LaShawn McCoy, but Keyshawn Vaughn looked really good in the passing game. He only got a couple carries, so I think he might get a few more carries in the run game. And he looked really good in the passing game. He caught a touchdown from Tom Brady. Um, using the eye test here, I could really see Tom Brady put in work with him in the off season. I've seen I've seen that reported. And there was a moment after he caught the touchdown from Tom Brady where Tom Brady went up and hugged him. And imagine how much of a 
special moment that is for a rookie like Keyshawn Vaughn that he's been working with the GOAT pretty much and he finally caught a touchdown pass in a regular season game from him. So moments like that tells me they do have a connection that Brady really does uh, root for this guy and really does like targeting him. So I think if he gets more of a snap share, he's really cheap over there on DraftKings at $1,000, especially being a full PPR site. I think Keyshawn Vaughn actually does – some pretty uh, pretty good work here in the passing game, um, and that's and dumping the ball off quick is something you're going to want to do against this uh, ferocious pass uh, pass rush from the Bears. So I could see Keyshawn Vaughn having a pretty solid game here, and he looked like he was he's going to be a frequent target in the red zone in the passing game. Um, you know, because things are a little bit tighter down there, and I think he can get freed up for another touchdown here. So so I am liking Keyshawn Vaughn, and I, I think Ronald Jones looks Ronald Jones looks good for the early down work here. Okay. Yeah, I like the take on Keyshawn Vaughn because you mentioned that price on DraftKings, only 1000 And if he's going to catch multiple passes with the PPR scoring over there, I think he's a great GPP option. Uh, so certainly important to keep him in mind uh, for your build. All right, Shane, before we transition to the Bears side and, and break down their roster, I want to take a minute to hear a word from our partners at BetUS. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign-up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sports book is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. All right. Welcome back in. Thank you again to our partners at BetUS. Be, be sure to use that promo code COACHTALK when you make that first deposit. And just to give you a little bit of insight into what we do at DFS Coach Talk, if you're new to our group, we don't use optimizers. We use the eye test and we study uh, all kinds of things that go into success on the field. And then we hand build our lineups and we provide lineups to our members. We give out full uh, fan duel lineups, a cash lineup, GPP lineup, and then a coach's core on DraftKings. And uh, it's been working really well. Uh, happy members. And uh, we'd love to have you join us if you're interested in getting those plug and play lineups. You can just go to DFSCoachTalk.com pick up the weekly, monthly, or annual membership, or the fall special, which is designed for NFL DFS players. And no matter which one you pick, you'll get access to all of our sports. Uh, daily lineups in Major League Baseball, NBA while it lasts, and uh, PGA as well every week. So DFSCoachTalk.com, we'd love to have you join us. Shane, let's get going with the Bears breakdown. And thankfully, on their side, not too much of an injury issue across the board. Obviously, the big news is that Nick Foles has taken over for Trubisky, and he, he got out to a hot start, leading that comeback against the Falcons with three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Not quite as productive last week, but he was dealing with the tough Indianapolis Colts defense. 
so now that we've got uh, the matchup against Tampa Bay, who is awesome against the run, they're only giving up 64 yards per game on the ground. It's just phenomenal. It seems to me like, you know, the only chance the Bears have is to throw it. So what do you think about this Bears passing attack tonight? Yeah, I'm a little nervous about it, to be honest. Here. Okay. Uh, Nick Foles, uh, I mean, I know he was playing Indianapolis. It's been a great defense this week, but he just, you know, he looked great at times, but he looked really bad at times as well. And I, I thought there was a little bit more of the bad than the good when I rewatched that game there. So Nick Foles looks a little erratic to me. Uh, I feel like he's a little bit turnover prone here. I can see the Bucks definitely getting some interceptions and causing some pressure on him here. Um, he, you know, he had a couple of really good plays. You know, he hit Mooney for uh, one deep shot. Uh, obviously, when they threw the touchdown to uh, Allen Robinson, that was a really a phenomenal play by, yeah, for Allen Robinson here. But, yeah, so Nick Foles in general, I didn't really like the way he looked there in that last game against Indianapolis, and I'm a little bit concerned because uh, I feel like Tampa Bay, even though they got shredded last week by a rookie in Herbert from the Chargers, I feel like uh, Tampa Bay's defense is still pretty good against the pass even though they, yeah, they dominate against the run and they're going to force you to pass the ball and then they're going to get the pass rush going. And I think they have solid corners. So I think that Nick Foles will be able to make a couple of plays, but overall production, I don't trust him really here in the spot. So I could maybe target a few of his, a few of his wide receivers and weapons to get some production, but overall I don't expect him to produce a lot. And I, and I expect some turnovers here and a little bit sloppy play at times. So that's what I'm worried about with Nick Foles, but we'll see which Nick Foles we're going to get. Are we going to get Super Bowl Nick Foles? Or are we going to get backup Nick Foles? Cause you know, <laughs> that he's, he's kind of a two faced player here. So yes. he is good when he's good, but I, I don't know if I trust him here in this spot. Yeah. Uh, big, big range of outcomes for sure. But uh, he does have a career 62% completion percentage and two-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio. Uh, so I lean towards him being a little bit more like Herbert in terms of his output, uh, having a successful night. I, I think they have to go that way, uh, and I certainly like him over Trubisky. So either way, we know he's going to be chucking it to a core group of guys. Uh, Allen Robinson at the helm got 10 targets last week, caught seven, got over 100, got in the end zone. Darnell Mooney got nine targets. He was second on the team there, caught five for 52. We know Anthony Miller is still involved. He had five targets last week. So uh, what do you think about the wide receivers? Where are you looking there? Yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson's going to be pretty much a, a lock and load here. So even if they get down big, he's going to get those garbage type points, even if he's not uh, being able to hook up with Foles in the first half. So got to love Allen Robinson here. You know, not not a great matchup. I mean, the Tampa Bay corners are they're big, big physical type corners. You know, they're they're taller guys. You know, over 200 pounds, so they can they can match up a little bit to Allen Robinson's physicality here. Um, but I think overall he looks great, and the fact that Foles is more an aggressive thrower will take more chances and give a big guy like Allen Robinson to go up and get those 50-50 balls. You know, I think he's he's really good at that high pointing the ball and, and just really beating people in one-on-one coverage. So so I do like Allen Robinson for that for that point. Um, it, I think his production is going to be better with Nick Foles in there as Nick Foles takes more chances than Trubisky did. And obviously he's more of an aggressive thrower. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I mean, I like Mooney. Nick Foles was targeting him often with what nine targets. The problem is some of them just look really bad. I don't know if it was inaccuracy or miscommunication, but some of them look really bad. But the fact that he's targeting him, he just needs to connect on a couple more of those for Mooney to have a huge breakout game here, um, which is certainly possible here. Um, so I think Mooney, he's kind of profiles, uh, I 
I was talking to you earlier, texting you. I think he profiles kind of like a Marquise Brown. He's like a smaller, undersized guy, but he's super explosive and fast. You know, he's at least like a 4 4 40 guy. You know, he ran a 4 3 8 40 at the combine. So he's a really fast, explosive guy, but he is undersized here. Um, so it'll be interesting to see him match up against these big physical corners for. Tampa Bay to see if he if he can get off press coverage and get in space he is going to be a lot quicker and faster than those big guys uh, but they can also press him and cause a lot of issues in terms of the physicality because he's undersized similar to what you see with Marquise Brown but I think overall yeah Mooney's a good play here uh yeah, let, me Graham, jump, let me jump in yep. there for a sec you know we saw that long touchdown pass last week that Tampa gave up to Guyton over the top and you know that comparison to Marquise Brown that's music to my ears for Mooney now, number 11, keep your eyes on him uh, tonight. If he can get behind that secondary and use that 4-4 speed, you know, maybe he can he can hit a long one as well. Yeah, and I think it helps, like I said, that Nick Foles, to me, just looks like an erratic gunslinger. You know, he, he looks <laughs> aggressive. So it's so it, that's a good thing for those big plays. Like I said, overall for real football, not great. But I think for fantasy football, Nick Foles is good for this offense. Uh, so I think that, yeah, they're going to take some deep shots here, uh, especially with Mooney. I think he's going to be a deep shot guy. And then the J- Jimmy Grand, they're going to hit on some of those intermediate uh, routes. He's looked pretty athletic. You know, he looks like he's kind of got the fountain of youth a little bit here. Um, you know, so he's a big target uh, for Nick Foles. And I think that he'll have some good production here. And he's a pretty affordable price point. Um, and then from there, I'm not really loving Anthony Miller. He, you know, he's, he's off the field sometimes. I mean, Mooney, who's a rookie, is playing more than him. So he, he's still going to get a lot of slot snaps for Anthony Miller, and he could come out of nowhere here. But overall, I don't really don't really love him. He doesn't seem to have a connection with Foles. So that's still to be is to be, remain to be seen here, whether Anthony Miller can get going. And then the, the running game is interesting because Montgomery is pretty much the guy. He's like 85% snap share last week. So he's pretty much the bell cow. The problem is, is you're going up against Tampa Bay's, you know, dominant run defense here. But what's encouraging with Montgomery is he's getting more pass work now. He, you know, he's getting a lot more targets and Foles seems to be better at checking down to him, uh, the, the running backs than Trubisky. Um, so you, you kind of see the theme here. So Foles' production is going to help all these all these fantasy targets here in the, with the running backs and the wide receivers and tight ends here. So so I think it's good. Even though I don't love Foles overall, I think he is better for these weapons. So I like Montgomery. It's just a bad matchup. Montgomery's going to have to get it done in the passing game, which he's not really known for that. That's the issue here. So um, so that's kind of where I'm at with Montgomery. I probably would lean more Ronald Jones over Montgomery because of the game script here, because of positive game script for Tampa Bay, where Montgomery's really not known for being a pass-catching guy. But he, he is capable, and he's going to get pretty much all the running back work. So that's the positive here. But it's in a brutal matchup. So that's where you can see where it's a, it's kind of a conundrum there in terms of whether you want to play Montgomery or not. So Yeah, if, if I go with Montgomery, it's probably going to be on DraftKings because of the PPR format. And, you know, it's a decent matchup in terms of running backs catching the ball against Tampa because they really struggle to run it as really the only chance uh, on average. And you look back to what Carolina did, those running backs caught 12 balls against Tampa for 103, uh, McCaffrey and your boy Mike Davis. So, you know, if Montgomery can get half of that, uh, you know, six points right there, that's that's a good start. Um, we know Tariq Cohen is out with the injury. So like you said, it's going to be basically all Montgomery in terms of touches. Uh, Cordell Patterson, you know, could get a couple touches. Uh, you never know. He's got some big play upside. And then the other guy who is a possibility for carries and touches, Ryan Nall, uh, is 200. But 
I don't think I'm going to go there. I like some of the other guys under 1,000 on DraftKings better. We already mentioned Tyler Johnson for Tampa Bay. And then we've got Ted Ginn Jr. He, you know, he's that fourth wideout for the Bears at only 800 on DraftKings. We've seen him you know, spike on some of these one-game slates before, uh, so you never know with him. And then the backup to Jimmy Graham is Demetrius Harris. He's had a few catches here recently. He's only 400 on DraftKings. So, again, if you're playing multiple lineups, uh, GPP on on DraftKings, you could look at some of these guys who are under 1,000. But, you know, overall with the Bears, you know, I'm with you there on, on Mooney over Miller. In fact, I like Mooney as a potential captain on DraftKings. You know, he's only 4,600 and then 6,900 as your, as your uh, MVP, your captain. So, uh, that's a nice way to get uh, both quarterbacks in your lineup if you want. You know, you could get Evans in there and or Robinson. So, you know, I'm always looking for a mid-tier guy on DraftKings to use as the captain. Uh, Mooney, w- one of my favorite options here. Um, you know, guy like Gronk or Miller, uh, also in that consideration for me. Um, so either way, you know, I'm really excited about this slate. I like it when you've got um, kind of a smaller pool of potential players because of the injuries. So, you know, on the Tampa side with all those guys out, you know, there's only so many guys who are going to catch passes from Tom Brady. Um, So I'm excited about this uh, primetime slate. Yeah, I think some values popping up here because of the injuries. And I think there, yeah, there's some good matchups here. So it's looking, looking, yeah, looking pretty interesting. And it's, it's a, it's kind of hard to, look at these starting running backs, you know, you have two pretty solid running backs, but uh, because of the tough matchup, but I think the running backs are going to be involved in the passing game too, because these quarterbacks want to stay upright. They're going to have to check down a lot too, because again, these defenses are both bringing it, you know, it's a number two, uh, you know, uh, Tampa Bay's number two DVOA uh, overall defense of the year. And Chicago comes in at number seven DVOA uh, overall defense. So they're both dominant defenses. And uh, that's why it's going to, it might be a little bit of an ugly defensive battle. So touchdowns are going to be super valuable in this one. (laughs) Can't wait to watch. Uh, We'll be building those lineups here throughout the evening. Uh, Jump in with us in discord as a member. If you want the lineups, just go to dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, pick up the membership and we'll get you an email invitation to our discord where we distribute the lineups about 45 minutes before kickoff in terms of social media you can follow us all at dfs coach talk on twitter follow shane at det sports shane i am at language olympic our fearless leader the coach is available at j-o-e-s-a-r-v-a-d-i he's uh, grinding some baseball lineups right now And then on YouTube, if you could give us the thumbs up and subscribe to our channel, we would greatly appreciate it. You'll get notifications of when our podcasts are going to post. We've got the Sunday Main Slate show posting later tonight, so be sure to check that out. We're going to go game by game, previewing the Sunday Week 5 Main Slate. And uh, charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk is mambaon3.org. Check that out want to thank our presenting sponsor one more time, betus.com.pa. Thank you for everything they do. Uh, Love being partners with them. And that is going to wrap it up here for the Thursday night preview. We do appreciate you all joining us and and hope you'll join us for the other three uh, NFL podcasts that we'll be doing the rest of this week. So on behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, 
I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us. And be sure to tune in again next time as we look to crush it in DFS.